Welcome to Rejuvenating with Dr. Ron Kaiser. This is the podcast designed to help you lead your life enthusiastically today, tomorrow, and every other day. I am your host, Ron Kaiser, positive health psychologist, also keynote and TEDx speaker, and author of the triple award-winning book, Rejuvenating the Art and Science of Growing Older with Enthusiasm. As listeners to the podcast know, my goal is always to bring you speakers, uh, presenters, others, authors, and others who lead their own lives enthusiastically and have different ways of helping us to become better versions of ourselves. We try to draw from a broad range of topics, and I don't think we've quite covered this topic this way uh, before because it's kind of a unique approach to the brain and the nervous system. And for those of you who are scared off by uh, by that term, uh, don't worry about it. Uh, you're going to find that it's going to be uh, easy to comprehend and maybe a bit fun. Before I introduce the guest, though, I do want to make you aware of the fact my website is the Mental Health Gym. It's your source of information regarding all kinds of things related to wellness, positive psychology, my own spin on it that I call goal achieving psychology, rejuvenating, and lots of other wellness-oriented information. It's also the place where you can communicate with me and even suggest guests for future podcasts. So uh, in her new book, which is titled Connection Mode, How to Change Your Brain for an Easier Life, Nancy Sokol Green draws from decades of experience in helping over 20,000 children and adults worldwide to help them to get out of kind of mayhem and into harmony and connection in the learning and reading process. Nancy's programs have been embraced by doctors, physical and occupational therapists, educators, and clinicians uh, around the world who share the goal of helping their patients and students discover an easier way of life. And who doesn't want an easier way of life? And if we can uh, do it in a way that that helps our brains and our bodies at the same time, that's really great. So we're delighted to have Nancy Sokol Green with us today. And Nancy, welcome to Rejuvenating with Dr. Ron Kaiser. Really looking forward to learning about you and what you have created for the world. Thank you. I'm appreciative that you invited me to be on your podcast. Hey, well, as I said, I uh, found your book really fascinating and not only fascinating, but non-technical, not hard to read, and really, really practical. Now, I know your approach involves something that uh, is called brain highways. So since that's kind of... Uh, new to a lot of people. That's not a term that we necessarily throw around every day. Can you tell us a little bit about what Brain Highways are? Well, Brain Highways is the name of the program of how we use what we think is a pretty unique approach. So the premise is that if we can get our nervous system working the way it's supposed to, 
then we can spend more of our life what's called in connection mode, which is where all the really good stuff happens. So it's kind of a little bit different what people think. A lot of times people think we can tell you to be kind, we can tell you to be compassionate, to be creative, to be curious. But our experiences, those are byproducts of being in connection mode. So then the question is, the opposite of connection is protection mode. We can talk about that in a little bit. Most people kind of can imagine what that is. But we, we're either or. The nervous system is really simple. We're in connection mode or we're in protection mode. Protection mode is kind of like everything's on hold because the whole nervous system thinks we're about to die. Connection mode is who we're supposed to be and everything's awesome. So if that's the either or, the question is then how do I get to be in connection mode more? Because that's where the easier life is. And that is the gateway to it is getting what we call a flexible nervous system. And one of the parts that's really neat, we call it a trifecta. There's three parts. We can talk about what they are if you want in a little bit. But what's really unique to brain highways is that one of the parts deals with developing the lower centers of the brain. And this is like not made it to prime time. And it's a game changer that we, most of us still don't know that during the first year of life, we just think you're cute. You maybe scoot around the floor, you get up and you walk, but it turns out the most important part of our brain and nervous system gets developed if it has a chance to do what it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. And we've kind of messed with that inadvertently, not knowing it. So if I didn't get my lower brain developed, I look like everybody else. But first of all, my foundation is really like shaky. The higher centers of the brain are trying to build on lower centers that didn't quite get their foundation the way it's supposed to. But I didn't get automatic brain functions that I need for just about everything I do in life. If you have those functions, you don't even think about it. Like You don't even think about how, um, yeah, I just sense that I'm hungry. Like nobody went to school for that. Nobody went to school for sensing like, yeah, I know the right distance between you and me without being a space invader. And the list is so long of behaviors that people do not understand until you make this possible lower brain connection that creates such a disconnect. So the good news is anybody at any age can go back and finish that development if they didn't. And so when you combine that as part of also um, re-educating the nervous system to be flexible, and we do it in a fun way. I, I always think you can take a really serious subject, which is getting an easier life and getting your life to be who you're supposed to be. But the brain loves to be playful. So why wouldn't we use what we know about the brain and be playful and entertaining as we learn it and make it easy to learn? You know, if, if we're already in overwhelm, the last thing we want to do is have, oh, my gosh, that's too hard to understand. So we teach this equally to like three year olds. We have three-year-olds that can tell you more about your nervous system and your lower brain than probably many adults because of the way we present it. I think I told you also, but our oldest participant has been 76 years old. So the nervous system is kind of like the equalizer. It works the same for everyone. And the good news is, is everything can change. So if I'm stuck in protection mode, if I didn't develop my lower centers of the brain, but it can all change. And when we spend most of our life in connection mode, it seems like a miracle, but it's not. It's just how we're supposed to be. <laughs> just Really fascinating. I was happy to hear you mention the word playful because that's one of my, the P's and the type P personality to, that I developed that a lot of people forget about is the importance of playfulness. So, so important. see that you're, you're using it. But I guess as you were talking, I was wondering, um, you know, as we've evolved as human beings, 
since it's so much better to be in connection mode than protection mode, uh, why don't we just get born into it? What? Why do we have to uh, go through That's a program a great, I like that to undo stuff? And, and get you that. wouldn't want to get rid of protection mode. See, that's the thing, though. The, the protection mode, the way the nervous system works, if there's true danger, it's an amazing system. Because without, there's no higher thinking of it. You just instantly, the whole um, nervous system makes the assessment, the brain, the body, everything braces for it because it's based on like there really isn't a tiger that's about to attack me. So if there really is a tiger, I want to be totally in protection mode. Problem is, I'll ask you, did you see any attacking tigers this morning? Any? No? <laughs> last week? But I, yeah. I don't think I have. Or last week or last month, you get my point. So, so in true danger, but the problem is long, long time ago, that was life. Everything was pretty much true danger, even just survival. Do I have enough food? But as we evolved and now we have this thinking brain and creative brain, it gets hijacked because the older parts of the brain that I'm talking about that puts us in protection mode is still just laser focused on one job. And that is, are you going to die? It's really melodramatic. I mean, it really is that. And so that's its only job. If you could talk to your, so I get playful, I say, let's talk to your nervous system. And if you could say, but you know what? I really, to the older parts, I really would like to have more joy in my life and be more playful. And your older part of your nervous system would go, what are you talking about? I don't know what joy is. That's not my job. My job is just to keep you alive. So if that part is still there and we've evolved now to have this most compassionate part and creative and thinking part, it's just because of the way the world has become today, we're too out of balance. And so we get stuck in protection mode. We think that's who we are. But every single person, every single person is wired to be in connection mode. So there's no asterisk by that. There's no, and we've worked with kids with, every kind of diagnosis, whatever. I'm not saying that there's not, people don't have different challenges, but there's not a single person on this planet that is not already innately wired to be compassionate, to be curious, to be creative. And I say that with my passion because I've worked with over 20,000 people and I've worked with some of the most challenging, supposedly before they came to Brain Highways. So that's what I want people to hear. You do not have to wake up every day and go, this day is going to be just like yesterday. It's going to be so hard. But you don't want to get rid of that protection mode. And it's wrong all the time, just so you know, since we don't have attacking tigers, it's wrong like 99% of the time. But we just need to know how, oh, yep, false alarm, and how to get back to connection mode. That, that's the secret. That's the gateway to an easier life. Just that, okay, I have this part of a system that's going to get it wrong. And by the way, again, if we were talking to that part, it would go, hey, it'd give me some attitude. Like, what do you mean got it wrong? You're still alive, right? Job well done. <laughs> and so we just have to understand how our nervous system works. Also with that, once we understand that there's this protection mode and connection mode and protection mode, none of us look really good because we're only now acting in ways that our nervous system has assessed will protect us not endear us to other people. So nobody wants to be judged or thought of how I'm acting in protection mode. So that and alone brings compassion because if I see you and I recognize now that, you know, I don't know what triggered your nervous system because we're all different in that and you're in protection mode. But if I don't take it personal or I don't try to double down, we're already going to have a better connection. That's why I say the little kids even get that already. 
They'll say, oh, mom, he was in such protection mode in, on the playground versus he's a bully or he's mean. Um, it is, so it's a different way of framing everything, but it actually is based on biology. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's really true. It's not like, I'll add one more thing before I let you jump in. When we don't understand biology and somebody's really upset, we all do this. We say, calm down, right? We think we're being helpful, calm down. But I've never met anybody if someone said that to me or I've heard someone say it, well, oh, oh, thank you. Oh, yes, I feel so much better now. That's such a great idea. It usually makes us more angry. So my point is we've kind of been told wrong things to try to help us. And we haven't been told the things that actually were innately wired. And if we can just bring that knowledge to everybody, I think we could have even a kinder world. Well, what when you say we haven't been told that, those kinds of things. What I, I know you've got a big program and uh, a book and all that, but but in general, what are some of the things? Uh, can you can you give us kind of a Cliff Notes version of what happens? How do you get into connection mode? What kinds of are they exercises? Do we okay. read? Does somebody uh, you know instruct you on it? What to, how did how does it happen? Yeah, well, there's three parts. So you want to be thinking of this trifecta. So you want to know techniques that resolve a false alarm in real time. Okay, we just want it right now, like all of a sudden, somebody said something snarky. I recognize my shoulder. I'm, I'm aware now what my body does. And I need to be able to do something that tells my body and my nervous system false alarm, which is not calmed down. Okay, so I'll give you a couple examples when we get that. We need to repair the um, nervous system, like I say, if the terrain is rocky. So I could teach you all day long how to resolve threats, how to replenish. But if every day we're still coming back to, the, like I say, the lower centers of the brain isn't developed, I'll just be resolving, replenishing all day. I'll never get ahead of the game. So we have to understand how maybe our landscape to begin with needs some repair. And we need to replenish. And I think people get parts of replenish. So let's say a yoga class. I mean, that's not, we do a lot of creative things, but yoga is something or meditation or go for a run. People understand that's replenishing, right? But here's what happens. I can go on a you know 40 minute run. It's great. I come back, I look at my phone and there it is, that text, that text right there, whatever it is. And there goes the nervous system because it's in one tenth of a second. So now I'm in protection mode. I can't go for another run. I need to have something right now that I can do to get back that great feeling. And so if you wanna get some ideas of what we can do is, well, the first thing we have to understand is we don't wanna go down our old ways. So picture like a scoreboard, there's protection mode and we've automated some responses that we do. As soon as somebody gets mad at me, I yell. As soon as somebody gets mad at me, I shut down. Whatever my responses are, they've been automated to a pretty good degree now that we can almost predict what I'm gonna do. Right. And that they vary, but there's some form of fight, which we call power over some kind of behavior where I want you to back away. Um, like if there was a big bear, I make myself really big in the woods. But maybe if I yell at you, you'll back away. And here's the other thing about the nervous system. I automated that if it worked sometimes. The nervous system doesn't care if it works all the time. Like maybe three out of 10 times I yell and you back away. Nervous system is going great. So I need to be able to know how to do those things and not do though the same things that I did. So here's one of, I think the, where we fall, I don't know, short of, we might say, don't yell, don't, don't, don't. That doesn't help the brain. 
So what we have to do is give it something better to do instead. So you can't. So one of the things I, I can give you all your listeners is called, we just call it do something different. This is the one of the simplest techniques to start with. You just do something different and you never can do it wrong. Because if you do something different, instead of your automated response, you already are making all kinds of changes in your brain. You're not lighting up the old highway. Okay. And you're doing something different. It doesn't matter if it works. It's not supposed to be like, well, you know, if I do that, then you'll do this. It's just, you're telling your brain there's other options. So I'll give you some examples. Simple one might be, as we say, hurry up, right? When we're we're like, hurry up. (laughs) First of all, if we pause for a second, we're actually in protection mode when we say that. If we're honest, we're going, I'm feeling a little anxious that we're not going to make it somewhere on time. So that would even be kinder if we did it that way. But how about just as simple as say, how can I help? I'm feeling a little worried we're behind. How can I help? Such a simple thing to do differently. It doesn't matter if you even still yell back at me. My brain's going, ching, I did something different. Maybe my young child accidentally, you know, not careful what he's doing, knocks the vase over and it breaks. Maybe before, this is when I give my lecture about you have to be more careful, maybe just doing something different. Maybe I just hug him. Maybe I just hug him that time. Again, I'm not attached to the outcome. I can be playful. So let's say my teenager, you know, never picks up her room and the old dialogue, I go in and pick it up, pick up your clothes and she rolls her eyes at me and then we get into it. So maybe just today I go in and I have a post-it on my forehead that just says clothes, question mark. And again, I don't care if she picks them up, but I'll guarantee you she's going to look at me differently and what what is mom doing with that or you can be even goofy like the trash um because because being goofy and being playful you are in connection mode so i just want to be really clear on that you cannot be in protection mode and be playful so you already are like another to change so let's say you don't take out the trash and i want to come in instead of nagging you which will probably get an answer i might just Pretend with an accent, hold my nose and go, I don't know who likes a smelly house like this. Does anybody that like the smell? And they laugh. And then you get that connection. And then there's also that memory of, yeah, this feels better than the nagging. And that's just something, I mean, there's a long list of do something different. Actually, I should probably add the easiest one and maybe one of the most powerful. Just pause. Just don't say anything till you're sure what comes out of your mouth is connection mode. That is that pause. I really wish we could not speak when we were in protection mode. It would be so much better, (laughs) but we can. So if you just pause or if you even just say, you know what? I don't want to respond right now because I can't think of a response that's in connection mode. But a pause means I'll come back. It doesn't mean that I'm just dissing you and I'm leaving. So again, if you just started from this moment on in your interactions and think, do something different, you already make a pretty big shift. This is really fascinating. What I'm wondering is, uh, is, it, is this something for everybody or are there people who, you know, who don't, who, who are functioning quite well, don't need it? Or is it something like going to the gym that you different people may need different levels of intensity, but it's something that, that everybody should be doing? So 
should kind of a word for me that, you know, I'd like to say everybody would be intrigued by seeing if, in other words, let's say I'm doing really well, but what if I found out that if I, you know, did this, this, and this, I'd be like, wow, way more free time, way more curious. So you're right in the levels that some people are what we call them quicksand and they're going down and they really need some help. But my most favorite thing for me is because when we do our family program, all the parents will tell you they signed up for their kid. They did, right? But we make them participate. They have to also change their brain and nervous system. And by about week two or three, I don't know why it makes me smile more than dads, but sometimes when the dads, they'll start going, you know, I think I've been in protection mode all my life. I think, and they just start seeing, and then they start sharing how they're changing at work. They had no clue because two reasons. One, we can compensate, but there's a price for compensating. So as we get older and we're compensating and the different parts of the brain are trying to take over for other parts, it's tiring. So a lot of our older participants will say, not so much that I'm tired physically, they can be, but I'm so tired of this brain that they have some awareness that they know that they're performing well, but that they have to work maybe extra hard to do that versus it just can be joyfully done. Like, I don't want kids just to learn to read. I want them to read joyfully. Okay. And and so if I'm working overtime to do it, I can't. So, so there could be the compensations part of it, but I just think that it's about expanding. It's not about instead of. So if I'm already doing things that I really like and enjoy, this would just be addition to add more and to see. But I have never had anybody, like I say, at over 20,000 people that changed their brain. I mean, who, who did the program and did it, but didn't experience literally surprising changes. That's often the word, like surprising, because they just didn't know You only know your own brain. You only know your own nervous system. You don't know that can feel better. So myself, I'm right in there. I didn't know any of all this. So I am 68. I sleep way less at 68. I am way healthier at 68 than I was when I was 28 or 38. But if you would have asked me back then, is anything, you know, you need to work on? I go, I look good. I look good on paper. I've got good academics. I've got friends. I've got no clue. No clue. And I'm humbled. I only started doing it with the kids. We first started in public schools. So I just wanted to be a good sport and show the kids because there are movements. There are specific movements and that develop the lower brain. And I just got on the floor with the kids and started doing them. And I, too, was shocked at ways that I realized that I had been compensating (laughs) and just made my life easier. I sleep so much less now and wake up. And that's the key. It's not how many hours you sleep. What I would challenge people out there, do you wake up every day and you wake up excited for the day? Do you wake up energized? Okay, because I think our bars become kind of low. I think when you ask people, how are they today? Used to be you just did a polite, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so stressed as if that's the norm. So I, I would I would just say to listeners, for me, the starting point is always just be curious. Be curious. What what would be if I what would be if I just like I said even did something different or or whatever. But I think that the people are really surprised. Really, I mean, we just wrapped up a program and um, he's from Estonia because we have people from all over the world and he was talking about how how calm he was and this whole thing at work that usually puts him in a hook tizzy and this and that. And he literally he's an engineer and he literally said 
there was no way I thought this was going to do anything. I mean, he just doubled down, but they just do it because they're with their kids and he's just, and that's okay. But he was curious and he did it. So there's no downside. Great. So uh, we've been tossing around the word, the program of what, what actually, you know, happens. I mean, how, you know, do people, something that people come to you for that you go places it's online or is it a certain specified amount of time can you kind of tell us about the program itself so we used to have a brain we used to be in public schools then we had a brain highway center and then just too many people too many people wanted access to it so Especially, we already had an online program long before COVID. But then with COVID, we just said, we'll just do it all online. So what people do is they mostly do it in their home. But what we've done is um, just a ton of like funny, creative, humorous, entertaining ways to learn about your nervous system and to learn about the lower brain and to do activities, like I say, especially in the family program, parents do with their kids, but adults have their own program. And each week you get your materials, you get your link. So it's on Sunday, you just click on Sunday and while you're doing the movements to develop the lower brain, you're learning about the nervous system. So it doesn't take like, you don't have to do two parts of it and there's specific movements. And then we, because the nervous system likes community. So depending on the program, but we have like four live classes where you, so you get to meet people from around the world in your class, which makes it kind of fun because everybody starts out kind of going, oh, I don't know about this. and they're sharing like crazy at week seven. And there's a community part of that. And then we as staff do a lot of uh, support through email and you send us uh, period uh, periods of the course times of you doing the movements so that we can give you feedback to ensure that you're getting the most efficient time out of it. So it's an online program that's interactive where you mostly are doing it um, whenever you want during the day, but it is for a set amount of weeks. And then what we're really just teaching you is how to change all this. And then you're on your own to finish it. So it's, it's pretty short term. You're with us, but just to give you, and that's, that's the difference between perhaps the book and the, the program, the program is, I think we were saying before, it's like, that's the Mercedes. You get, you, know, you get everything. You get all the materials. You get all the support. You get all the community. But the basics that everybody gets no matter what is in the book. I mean, and with real doables, what to do. There's also other short-term, really accessible programs. Like we have one called Resolve and Replenish. And it's got 27 short videos of ways to calm yourself. So teachers can just turn it on in the classroom. You can just show it to your kids. You can show it to your team. And we have people of all ages doing it. And then we have a screen and connect program that really shows anybody, but teachers love it, especially how you can, within five minutes, assess whether somebody's lower brain is finished developing or not. And then what can you do? The connect part is, so let's say it's not, and you're not that parent, you're the teacher. We just give you over a hundred things that you could do right there to still make learning joyful, even though they don't have all the highways. So there's pretty powerful programs. So it's it involves movement and thinking and, and stuff. Um, movement, definitely movement. I would say experiencing and not so much thinking. There's no tests. There's no, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's curiosity is, is playful curiosity. Those are words that more, um, no way you can do it wrong. It's we just apply the way 
the way I wrote the curriculum was to applying everything I knew what a nervous system and brain wants. So sometimes, you know, oh, I did it wrong. How can you do brain how he's wrong? You can't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's an old, that's an old program that you're doing, but you can't, and you can't create a program that's going to maybe reduce stress and cause stress. It's a little hard to explain in the sense, because it's a little different, but I would just say it's not, you just, if you're looking for scientific terms and PowerPoint presentations and research, there's nothing wrong with any of that. It's just not brain highways, brain highways, brain highways is to get back to enjoying life and learning to me has to be joyful. I think you could change schools no matter what standards you have, because they're always changing the standards. If you just add it at the end of every standard with joy. So they have to be able to read Bubba with joy. They have to be able to do with joy. And then maybe you'd have to go, well, how do you do that? And then we go, well, let's talk nervous system. Let's talk. (laughs) And maybe I should have asked this at the beginning, but uh, how did you get into this? What's your background and how did you uh, happen to come about this? I am an educator. So I I make no, uh, we're very appreciative that so many people in the medical field have embraced um, the program, but I think part of that is because I know my lane. I, I we're not medical, so while people come to our program, for instance, if they're on medicine, no problem. You can be on medicine, you can be off medicine. That's something between you and your doctor. So I'm an educator, and I always work in schools. And I used to like to work in real inner city schools, and then I started working in more affluent neighborhoods. And there were so many kids who were struggling. This is back in 1999. So it makes me like a dinosaur here. And but these were families where they had tutors and they had access to stuff. And and it was also there were kindergartners getting kicked out of kindergarten. It was like, what is going on? So at one of the schools that I was a consultant in back then, I don't know if it was just bold, brazen, naive or what. But I was talking to the principal and I said, we're missing something. I don't know any of this back then. And the Internet is barely, I don't know for those people who remember the dial up, it took forever. I mean, it's barely, but I just, we're missing something. And uh, I, I just don't believe kids don't want to learn. I don't believe that they want to get in trouble every day. So that pr- I proposed this proposal that you give me 16 of the, for lack of a better word, worst fourth graders. And um, I'll take them in the afternoon. They'll be with the regular teacher in the morning. And it was a go figure it out, Nancy. I mean, it was, but nobody, if you know public schools, they came from all different classrooms. Teachers divide problematic kids in different classrooms. Nobody puts all 16 in the same, but it was fun for me because the way my brain works is in patterns because right away they all had some of the most bizarre behaviors, but they all had them. And it was like, what is that? I mean, they would literally walk in. If they see anything, they would touch something. It was like there was magnets. Their hands had to go to it. And then they'd pick it up, and more times out of not, they'd drop it, and it might break. But I never sensed they were trying to do that. And there was just so many different things. And so slowly on the dial-up, I'd look up, what, what could that be? And we just experimented. But that 16 ended up changing. And at the very end of the year, the principal wanted me to do a training of the teachers of all the things that I experimented with them. And we had tried. I only knew, you know, not even half of what I know now. And I said instead, no, no, have the 16 do it. So those kids got up there and the teachers at that school who had known them before and thought they couldn't learn. There wasn't a dry eye in the house. They had them all in tears. And they just said, this is what I needed to learn. I'm not stupid. 
And from there, because I believe teachers have hearts, you know, they were just frustrated too, as people go, give us more. And then we just started creating brain labs at different schools. And from there, like I say, it ended up being a center. And, and is, is it, uh, are people's, I don't know whether needs is the right word, but, but they're, the changes that they, that uh, they make, are they just so individual or is there some way that you have of measuring success uh, aside from the fact that people feel good about it, which is not well, a no, whole thing. You can but. totally measure it because those automatic functions are part of the screening that we do. So you might think of something as simple as balance. People probably don't think has anything to do with a child who's maybe called hyperactive. But if you think about it, standing still and sitting still requires the highest level of balance. If I put you on a high rope right now, or me or anybody, and you told me to stand still and read a book, we wouldn't. We'd be back and forth and walking because we're not gymnasts. We're not, you know, fantastic at it. So if I don't have good balance, I move. So kids who are, quote, viewed as hyperactive are always moving, 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 moving. And there's a simple way that we can test how we test their balance. It takes like a half a second how we do it. We don't practice balance at Brain Highways. When the highways are in, we go back. That's just one of the several screenings. We go back and the kids just nail the balance test. So we had a 60-year-old psychiatrist take our adult program. He only signed up. He thought he was a klutz his whole life. That's what he said. I'm just a klutz. I never was good in sports, but very smart because he's, you know, PhD and a psychiatrist. But our compensations run out often as we age. So in his 50s, he started really having falls and really impairing his physical being. His balance, among other things that weren't developed when he was a baby, but his balance at 60 was better than he'd ever experienced in his life after he got those lower brain highways. So yes, it's very, very measurable, but to me, it is more important. People come in for specific things they want to change. Those things don't happen in protection mode. We have to get to connection mode. They change. Either they change or they're just not a problem like they are once you're in connection mode. But what people want to talk about at the end, all they want to talk about is life in connection mode. Cracks me up. At the beginning, they'll sit there. I want to get rid of his temper tantrums. I want this. And then it's like, oh, in connection mode, because it's just a different world. But I have not. One of the things we like to do that's to me kind of entertaining fun is you tell me a behavior and I'll tell you how that could be. I'm never going to say everything is related to either being stuck in protection mode or the lower brain not being developed. And the reason that's relevant is because those can change. A lot of times people think this is me forever. I'm stuck with it. Okay. So got a limited amount of time and I'm sitting here and thinking, boy, this is great. Now, if I want to get involved, I can buy the book or can I sign up individually or do I have to go to a group or what can you just, again, uh, for the, for the listeners, what are the options to, to learn, you know, this stuff? The book is the easiest beginning and it's an audio book or ebook, like you say, because it really gives a lot of all this. Um, I've never had anybody not read the book and go, I saw this person. I know I saw myself I saw, because it just gives us a different framing. You can go to our website, um, which is brainhighways.com, which has an S at it. And you can spend hours on there for free. And we did this by design. You can go to the video section and just 
watch videos of kids who used to do these behaviors. Now they're the actors in it to show you what is what are the behaviors that are really um, common among people who don't have their lower brain developed. You can go to the article section and read like, what does slouching have to do with the lower brain? What does not paying attention have to do it? So you can get lots of information and then you can sign up for, depending on what your needs are, there's an adult course, there's family course. Like I say, those are shorter courses like Screen and Connect, Resolve and Replenish, and they're just on the website. And you, you can just, even on the homepage, you can learn a lot. The homepage is kind of explains really quickly what protection mode is, what the lower brain is. We just, and I think that if you go on the website, you'll see, like I say, if you're looking for a hardcore scientific, you're going to go, this isn't my place. If you're going, that was an entertaining two minute thing to tell me about the nervous system. I'll maybe go for more of those. Um, that's, and then for kids, the other main thing is there's a, I'm grateful. There's a lot of programs out there now, but kids need to learn this. It can't just be something for adults. So a lot of kids go and watch the videos that we have there and go. I remember this one 14 year old said, I wish everybody at my school could watch this video. They'd understand me. Mm -hmm. So we try to make it as accessible and people can always email us, but I, we just, I just want people to know um, you really can't have an easier life. You're really wired for it. (laughs) You just have to be curious to know where's your starting point. How's that? So the book and the website are actually the places to find out about this. We'll have all that information in the show notes so people can follow through on it. And I can vouch having, you know, seen both the book and the website that there's lots of information that can help clarify things. Is there anything I should have asked you but didn't before we we totally run out of time? Any any particular concepts that we've omitted? I know that I know there are tons of them because right. I I've seen them. But I, in terms of just understanding the the, the I just want to make sure that people leave with this thought, and it's not just like a wish. So this is based on more than two decades, and like you say, just thousands of people. There is not a single person out there that is not wired to be compassionate, to be curious, to be joyful. You just need a guide. It's not even, we. I can't change anybody. You have the power. But sometimes the world kind of keeps giving us different messages. And I just want people to literally at least be curious. Curious. Is that true? Is that true that I could... I could actually this time next year be going, I'm living in what that lady said, connection mode. And, and if, if that just, I guess for me, it's just really sad because we meet so many people that have given up hope and it, it just can't be. So I know, and I can, I'm also like a leave people with that. I don't know anybody today that says, why would you want a kinder world? This world is so kind. Everybody's so great. I, I don't know those people. So to me, more like I say, I have grandkids, I have children. I actually think that if the more people in connection mode, the better chance we do have a kinder world. Yeah. So that's all I want to leave people with. Well, certainly in these polarized and in many ways negative times, it's so refreshing to hear about the possibility that we all have to be better versions of ourselves. We do. We, I mean, I, I'm literally... I bet my entire life saying there's nobody. And I'm telling you again, parents have brought us and they'll say, you'll never get this kid. You have no idea. And we just go, 
bring it on. <laughs> you know, the more resistant, the better, because those behaviors are just reflective of somebody who's stuck in protection mode or somebody who doesn't have the highways in place. So I just thought that's what I just hope that people um, take from this is that we are meant to be joyful. We are meant to be kind, playful. You already said it, right? And you know, you've experienced is playful better than being uptight? Sure. Yeah. (laughs) But many people have come to us, especially the parents have said, oh my gosh, I've forgotten how to be playful. And, 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 but it's there. Notice the word was, I had forgotten. You never see a, well, even start with a baby. Babies don't do negative self-talk. No baby goes, oh, that's the subpar burp. Oh, that burp is so bad. We just get off the path somewhere and we can just get back on. How's that? Okay, great, Nancy. Thank you so much for giving us hope and for giving us some skills. And uh, I'm sure that a lot of people will be visiting your website, be reading your book, and hopefully spreading the word to make the world a better place. And uh, that brings to another conclusion, an episode of Rejuvenating with Dr. Ron Kaiser. We thank Nancy Soko Green. And I am going to once more mention her book, Connection Mode, which would be Pretty easy to remember if you've been listening to her through the entire podcast, but the subtitle is How to Change Your Brain for an Easier Life. And I think, Nancy, you've done a great job of convincing us that it's not only possible, but well worth it. And so I hope that all you listeners will tell your friends about this podcast, download it, rate it, review it, and be back next week. Uh, to learn more about how to proceed with enthusiasm, how to become better versions of yourself, and to help make this world a better place. Until then, I hope you'll visit the website, thementalhealthgym.com, and I hope you'll all take to heart Nancy's words, be good to yourself and to each other, get in touch with your uh, various positive parts of you, the curious part, creative, and so on, and uh, learn more about how to do it by visiting her website and getting her book. Until then, uh, it's Dr. Ron Kaiser signing off, wishing you all real good week, stay positive, and stay safe, and we'll see you next time.